Welcome to Radio Menea, babies. I am Vero Valletti Flores. Bienvenidos. I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And the song we're listening to right now is Negrita by the talented, feminist, super, super badass Nitty Scott MC. It's appropriate because this episode is about the incredible and enduring influence of Afro-Latinos on Latino music. In the mainstream media, particularly Latino media, there's definitely a lot of colorism and Afro-Latinos don't get as much attention or um, kind of the credit that that folks deserve, particularly when it comes to music. So we wanted to make sure not to get too far into this podcast before we really took some time to specifically focus on Afro-Latino artists. Uh, and it's worth mentioning that we've already featured a few in the first couple of episodes of the podcast, Los Racas, Lido Pimienta, and we'll continue to do so. But we wanted to make sure that we took this time to really shine a light on a lot of the badass Afro-Latinos out there who are making really great music that we love. Absolutely. And I think it's also important to say, because this is a podcast and y'all can't see our faces, that neither of us identify as Afro-Latinas. So we want to make sure also to shout out some of the amazing uh, folks out there that have been doing uh, visibility work for Afro-Latino communities for a long time. So we want to take a little bit of time to big up these amazing people. So the first person that I want, that I'm thinking of, that I really want to shout out is um, this person who's a friend of mine. Her name is Bianca Laureano, um, and she is the co-founder of the Latinegro Project and um, is, you know, a total badass with her co-founder, has been doing um, really important visibility work around um, Black Latinidad for a while. So I would highly, highly encourage you to go check it out. As always, with every episode, we have all of this information on radiomenea.com. We're going to link to their website. Definitely, definitely check it out. Yes, for sure. Props to Bianca. Yes, props to Bianca. She's also um, a sexologist and a trained sex educator and makes all these like super bomb curricula focused on black femmes and black femininity. So y'all should check her out for any of your sex ed needs, you know, if you have any. So um, the other folks that I want to make sure to um, shout out is um, specifically in the music realm. We have the Afro Latino Festival um, here in New York City, and it's been so cool to see that grow. They're doing really, really incredible work, both, um, you know, during specific amount of times during the festival and also just events throughout the year. Recently in New York City, they featured an event with Daimea Rosena, who is this really incredible, incredible um, Cubana, but I would highly encourage you to check them out. Again, on RadioMenea.com, we'll link to um, their website and some of their stuff, but make sure to check that out. Yes, for sure. And the last thing we want to mention is that uh, another podcast, Latino USA, which is a great 
um, weekly series about Latino culture across the country did an episode that they recently reposted about Afro-Latino identity, and they really do a deep dive into some of the, the issues and, and questions around around this community. And so I recommend checking that out, and we'll link to that also on RadioMenea.com. And big ups to Nitty Scott. I love the energy of this track. It just oh, my really God. So good. She's so good. I really love her. She's also just constantly tweeting and posting stuff on Instagram that's like just super explicitly feminist, super explicitly like mm-hmm. about her Afro-Latinidad, super nice. just like badass. I really like her. The other day she tweeted something about like really explicitly pro-choice and I just mm. I just can't get enough of her. Yes, love it. Get into it. Well, we're going to get into it. Um, The first song that I have for you um, today is a little bit of like reggaeton history, which is why I love it. This is El General singing Tu Pum Pum. Ay mamacita porque soy un general digo que a la palante digo jala pa atrás tu pum pum digo se va a gastirar digo todos los hombres lo van a corretear boom como una bruja lo tendrás que castigar tu pum pum mami mami no me van matar mm, mami mami no me van matar tu pum pum mami mami no me van matar tu pum pum mami mami no me van matar pues conozco chicas que le gustan firmada viene para el baile se ya no quiere bailar so this song is actually from 1988, which is amazing because I was four in 1988. <laughs> I definitely wasn't listening to the song, although I should have been. And it's really um, one of the kind of songs and artists that we can point to to really see the history of reggaeton and how it developed. This song is really more uh, considered reggae in Espanol and, and El Hanal is a uh, Panamanian artist who was one of the first to really bring some of the reggae beats and Spanish rap and Spanish lyrics together into this genre that was known as reggae in Espanol and then as the genre developed and more elements were added like the dembo beat and other things that are really classic to reggaeton these days it became known as reggaeton um over kind of as it evolved that's right puerto rico gets all the credit these days but we just want to make sure to set the record straight puerto rico we love you we know that you are Mm -hmm. a huge in the creation of reggaeton but we gotta shout out our folks in panama too because you know it could have never happened without them and this song in particular perez Uh, I love it. I totally remember it from my childhood. Um, Probably not 1988, but just like in the 90s, I guess, Mm -hmm. in Venezuela. It was everywhere. I remember it. I really love this song. And it's just such a jam for me. I really, um, really enjoy it. And it totally brings me back. Ay mamacita porque soy un general digo que jala pa adelante digo jala pa atrás tu pum pum digo se va a estirar digo todos los hombres lo van a corretear boom como una bruja lo tendrá que castigar tu pum pum mami mami no me van matar tu pum pum mami mami no me van matar tu pum pum mami mami no me van matar digo que 
And it's, you know, it's one of those examples of this cross-cultural collaboration, right? That reggae being like a genre really that's associated with Jamaica, but then this artist in Panama kind of bringing that together with, with Spanish uh, language. It's really one of the, the things I love about Caribbean totally, culture and how these, totally. the mixing happens. Yeah. That's right. Like cross-Caribbean collaborations, regardless of our colonizers. This artist continued to produce a lot of really great music and he was part of this continued evolution of reggaeton over the decades but he did retire in 2004 and now is focusing on like philanthropic efforts as a foundation for low-income kids in um, Panama and also a kids radio program so you know this is what happens when reggaetoneros retire do good <laughs> totally things for the world. cute. <laughs> totally cute. The roots of reggaeton. I mean, I think most people know this, but this Af- this really strong Afro influence and African diaspora, and um, particularly West African influence from all over the Caribbean, is is such totally. an important part of the genre. Totally. And I mean, when we're being honest, we think about like all sort of like you know th- everything that we think about in Western modern music today is so influenced by the slave trade and the music that that mm. brought over to this continent. Yeah. Uh, and it's no different for Latino music, definitely. Yep. So the song that I brought for you next is um, by these amazing mujeres that I really love. Their name is Ibeji and this is River. are these like French, Cuban slash Venezuelan twins and Ibeji means twins in Yoruba. They sing in English and in Yoruba. They're the daughters of Anga Diaz from the Buena Vista Social Club who are, of course, completely legendary. And um, these mujeres are so incredibly talented. They're, you know, this came out when I think that they were like 19. They're probably 20, 21 now. Um, and I just, this song in particular is so powerful. It's so beautiful. Um, and the video, it is uh, this baptism and they're sort of submerged in water for long periods, periods of time and they emerge to sing and it's just really powerful and gorgeous. What's the connection to Venezuela? I didn't know they had one. I didn't know that they had one until recently either. Their mother is apparently French Venezuelan, which is oh like, I God. guess, how they ended up in France. Amazing. Who knew? And for folks who don't know, Vera, what's, what's Yoruba? So Yoruba is um, a West African language and also the language that is mostly used um, in Santeria. So um, in the Caribbean, 
Yoruba is still really actively used um, in in Santeria and in religious rituals too. So the cool thing about this music is that it combines sort of a lot of elements of like hip hop and um, you know um, modern pop music and electronic music and these sort of like really minimalist production with this ritual music from um, from you know Afro-Cuban communities. So that's really really cool. Um, so I first came across them. Uh, this song in particular was the first one that I came across. It's still one of their most powerful for me. It was, um, you know, in their Oya EP, which came out in the summer of 2014. And I think that I was just obsessed with the people that were coming out of um, the XL Recordings record label. And so I was on their mailing list and I just like opened the email and I was like, oh, this came out. These people seem like they might be cool. And I was just completely transfixed. And so in addition to being on the Oya EP, this song is on their full length, um, their debut self-titled full length, which came out shortly afterwards in 2015. And this song, um, River, it, they dedicate to the river goddess Oshun. Yeah, they're amazing. And they're not identical twins, although they definitely look like sisters. Yeah. And they have a really beautiful aesthetic, too. I really appreciate their style. Yeah, they're um, super, super cool. Well, the next song I have is by Yunel Cruz, who's a Dominican artist raised in New York. And the song is Dominicanita. La última vez que yo estuve en mi país, conocí una morenita. Con pelo negro y ojos café, la Dios que excita. Lots of reasons I love the song. Number one, it's bachata, so you pretty much have me there without trying too hard. Uh, but it also, I, I think the reason I thought about it for this particular episode is because he really explicitly praises his love interest in the song for her features, her racialized features. He talks about her being una morenita, about her hair, about her eye color, about her lips. Um, and so I really appreciate that particular emphasis of this song. It kind of re reminds me of um, Los Racas have this awesome mm. song called Africana. 
um, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you're very familiar with as a lover of Los Lacas as well. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And that one, I think, goes a step farther and really names the sort of Afro roots. Their emphasis on it really yeah, connects to the African identity. Whereas this song, you know, I'm reading into it and the description of Morena as like a really acknowledging the Afro roots that's really strong in the Dominican Republic. But I appreciate Los Racas because they really just spell it out in a very distinct way. Yeah. This was actually uh, Younel's first hit single from 2010. Very um, cool. And had, he's, yeah, and he's actually raised, re- released a couple other versions of it, which is, this is not so uncommon, I think, in particularly in in this genre, like that you'll release a hit song and then you'll release it again in a different version. But instead of being a remix, he just literally changes the title and some of the lyrics to be Mi Mexicanita and then Mi Colombianita. <laughs> so <laughs> Amazing. kind of just like repping other countries and, and women from other countries. And, and it, he changes more than just that word. He does change some of the lyrics because there's stuff that's very regional about certain places in DR and whatnot. So word. you can also check those versions out of this uh, this song. But I really, I really appreciate this artist. I think he's, he's great, and he's actually got a pretty big hit song out right now um, that's on the radio called "Mi Amiga" that I also really like. So you should check that one out. Very cool. The next song that I brought for you all is an artist I'm so excited about. Um, her name is Senia Ruinos, and this is Ultima. <laughs> So this mujer is um, Cubana, based in Brooklyn, and this song was this sort of like immediately fell in love with it. I don't know how I came across it. Um, if it was either I was like in a SoundCloud hole or like somebody tweeted it, quién sabe, you know. But the song is inspired by a trip to Cuba and the lines at the bank and the bus. Apparently, people just like huddle. There's no like specific line formation, mm-hmm. and people just ask who the last person in line is, right, so that they know who's who to go after, right. So people would ask like, quién es la última. And she didn't know to answer, so people be like, "Ella, esa joven es la última," you know. And then she like wrote this sort of song. (laughs) 
The song is off of uh, Magic Tricks, which came out in 2013. Um, and she recently just came out with some new music as well. Just a beautiful, beautiful new track called Lonely Lover. And has also announced that she's got a new album coming out on June 3rd. So I'm very, very much looking forward to that. You all should write that down on your calendars because I'm sure it's going to be amazing. She's so incredibly talented. And how would you characterize the kind of the genre of this music, of her, her first stuff? You know, I would say that it fits into like experimental, you know, it's so, mm. it's so, um, it's this frenetic, you know, interesting, super energetic style. And, you know, all of her songs are a little bit different from each other. You know, Lonely Lover has a sort of like this like sort of funk um, undertone and you know she just brings a lot of um, really cool influences to the table um, and is a stellar stellar performer you know um, actually I saw her live one time when um, I <laughs> I had actually helped this friend of mine who was an organizer at um, an undocumented youth project in New York City, the New York State mm. Youth Leadership Council, and we yeah. staged an action um, for Go Governor Cuomo. Um, yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, was this when you got arrested? Yeah, so I got arrested I and yeah. <laughs> sort of like spent the afternoon in on jail purpose. on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> Um, as part of like an organized action that was completely organized by undocumented youth. I just like offered my body in solidarity. Mm. So no credit to me there. But yeah. I got out of jail <laughs> and I was Good. like, it's in time to see this show. So I like wow. hauled over. Like I, you know, wanted to see her so bad that I'd like spent the day in jail. And I was like, I'm going to go to this venue wow. on the Lower East Side and I'm going to see this mujer. And it was so worth it. You're so hardcore, Vito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you That's know, amazing. I try. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, she's based in Brooklyn. Maybe you should be friends. I know. I want to be friends. Senia Ruinos, if you're listening to this, yes. let's be friends. Hit me up. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so the next song we have for you is also from Akuana. We didn't really plan it this way, but this is a pretty Cuba heavy uh, episode. But, you know, there's a lot of amazing Afro Cubano musicians out there, including La Reina Celia Cruz. How could we go without talking about La I mean, Reina? We can't. It's just not. It's not allowed. So this is actually, this is Yo Viviré by Celia Cruz. Que sale de mi corazón y volará sin yo querer por los caminos más lejanos por los sueños que soñé será reflejo del amor de lo que me tocó vivir Será la música de fondo de lo mucho que sentí. Oye mi son, mi viejo son, tiene la clave de cualquier generación. En el alma de mi gente, en el cuero del tambor, en las manos del conguero, en los pies del bailador. Yo viviré, allí estaré, mientras pase una comparsa, con mi rumba cantaré, seré siempre lo que fui. And there's there's so many amazing Celia tracks that it's pretty hard to pick. So I actually picked one that is not necessarily particularly popular one of hers because I think it's it's a really interesting one. So she's covering I Will Survive 
um, which has been covered by a lot of amazing black artists and singers in the U.S., but originally the, you know, the first woman to sing it was Gloria Gaynor. And it's just such a feminist power anthem. And there's something that I love about Celia, who's this amazing, powerful mujer that, you know, she, I mean, she really is the queen of Cuban music in many ways. Um, to have her be covering this particular anthem, I really love. And I love the way that it, it misks, you know, her sound, which has such a salsa quality to it, with this disco anthem. I just, I loved the hybrid um, of it. So I wanted to offer something that you might not yet have heard from Celia unlike all the other amazing tracks of hers. Oh my um, God, she's just so, so incredible. Yeah, I remember I know, the I day that she died. I was just yeah. so hurt. I was so, so hurt. And she's just legendary, you know? There's know. really nobody like her. No, no. And I'm, yeah, there was a huge uproar in Miami. I think people like took to the streets and there was like a impromptu memorial. I mean, it was, she's really such an important figure in Cuban music and in, and in the Cuban community, both I think in the diaspora because she did immigrate in the 60s, but also on the island. You know, she's mm-hmm. really one of those kind of unifying figures, particularly as an Afro-Cuban um, woman. Yeah, and one of the things that I really love about her is her sort of, like, colorful use of lipstick and wigs. You know, like, you think that blue lipstick is trendy now? Girlfriend was on that shit, like, 20 years ago. She was wearing blue lips and a blue wig and, you know, slash in all of the colors. And I feel like there's, like, something there to, like, you know, I feel like there's something Afrofuturistic about Celia. And I Mm. have this, like, homie who is amazing and this, like, Afro-Latin. Afrofuturism scholar that maybe one day as a future program will invite to the show so we can yeah. discuss that as a possibility I because I, I just think that there's something there. I really love that about her. She took so many risks with her looks. Yeah, and and was rewarded for it, which is really, you know, a testament, I think, to her skill set and just how incredible of an artist she was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you remember when, was it J-Lo? Did they have J-Lo do a Celia song? They did. Uh, what was, it was, I don't remember, was that the Grammys or something? Something like that. And, you know, that. people were upset on so many levels, but it's just, you know, I love J-Lo and, like, I appreciate what she does, but, like, there's no comparison. I mean, the voice, the, like, anything. And, and the fact that J-Lo is also not, as, as far as I know, identifies as an Afro-Latina, but, you know, she just couldn't stand up to Celia's voice. And it's, it's, it's not an easy really task, right? It's really hard to stand voice, up yeah. to Celia's voice. And I, I mean, know, but J-Lo. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I actually, you know, there's so many J-Lo haters in my life. I am not I one of them, but yeah. you have to admit that she can't sing. Like, J-Lo no. is who you pick when you want to <laughs> do karaoke and you can't mm-hmm. sing. You know? I Pro yes, tip. Totally. No Me Ames by J-Lo and Mark Anthony is a great <laughs> karaoke duo duet that I did two days ago <laughs> with a friend. So I can testament. And, but yeah, no, I love J-Lo, but yeah, singing, you know, she her singing is not her strongest suit. So No, no. But yes, much love to Celia Cruz. And I'm sure she will show up again on this podcast because she's just that phenomenal and that much of an influence on both of us. So. Absolutely. And you know, we... Um, 
don't have time to go into just the incredible depths of all these Afro-Latinos who have influenced Latino music in really important ways. Um, This is just like a very, very small tip of like a really, really large iceberg. And we wanted to give you um, a little bit more of a taste. So we're going to put together a little bit of a playlist with some other really cool folks like La Llegros and Mm -hmm. Daimero Sena and maybe La Lupe and some other Mm -hmm. really amazing folks. Uh, that have really influenced and continue to influence Latino music these days. So check out RadioMenea.com for that playlist and also for all of the links. We'll link to all the folks we talked about earlier who are doing amazing Afro-Latino work. Thanks again for listening. We're super psyched to be to be doing this. Yeah, we want to close out the episode by playing um, a song by this amazing mujer that I had the pleasure of hanging out with in Texas recently, of all places, um, Dominicana Xiomara Fortuna. Uh, I went to see this amazing documentary about the musical traditions of Cimarrones, um, which are communities that fugitive slaves established in the mountains of what was then known as Hispaniola. Um, And Mm. Xiomara is one of the mujeres who's featured in that film. Shout out Rachel Afi Quinn, who worked on that documentary and invited me to it and put me on. And is the reason that I got to hang out with this amazing, amazing mujer. Check her out. This song is Naena, and it's featuring another really amazing artist that I love, Rita Indiana. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Caballo en la... Oh, 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 oh.